Hello, everyone, and welcome to another post-inauguration episode of Fill in the Mic. I am always, as always, I'm Darren Michael, and with me, the man, the myth, the legend, the man that swore in Joe Biden at the inauguration, Supreme Court Justice Phil Calise. <laughs> What's going on? A happy Saturday morning to you. I figured on a Saturday morning you might open with an, a very early <laughs> good morning to you. You know, um, let me let me just tell you something, man. Let me just tell you something, right? So so we agreed we're going to do this at ten o'clock, right? And at at I tell you it's going to be a few minutes, and at ten o five you're like sending me hate mail. All right. That might come, be a little extreme. That might be on. a little extreme. Like, come on, you suck. Get your ass out of bed. You know, like, like you're, you know, and 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 just, man, it's it's not appreciated, man. I am part of this team, and I oh. think that I need to be coddled. I need to be loved. I need to be appreciated by my partner in crime. Just, just for the record, just because we like to shoot straight here on filling the mic, we don't like <laughs> we don't like fake news. It actually went. At 10 to 10. Are you almost ready? You said five <laughs> minutes or less. I said, okay. 10 minutes later, I said, come on, let's go. Just want to make sure the audience knows you no, no, no. very I, nicely. Listen, listen, don't, I, I have the timestamp on my phone. I will show you that your last emails came across at 10.05, your last text. I will prove that. I will post it on our page so that everybody can see it and see that I am the honest one in this duo. Not you. Well, me. then you're li- you're already admitted you're lying because I didn't say, "Come on, you idiot, you loser." <laughs> I treated you with utmost respect. I treated you like Joe Biden treats Doctor Jill Biden with love and care. That's true. That's true. What right. what what is she? What is she a doctor of again? I can't remember. Um, I I don't know. But if you're in trouble and need medical help, do not call her. <laughs> she's not. She's not that kind of doctor. Not that kind of doctor. That's all. She's some kind of doctor, but not that kind of doctor. Okay. She's you know, not the kind of doctor that helps people. You know, to me, you know, to me, when I think of the word doctor, I think of medical doctor. You know, I mean, I, I'm sure you, yeah. you're kind of the same way. So, you know, I always found it weird that people are given doctorates and then you have to call them doctor. You, you know, oh, I'm a doctor of trash collecting, you know, no, no man, yeah, you could I, truly be a doctor I, of anything, right? It's 2021. Can't we, we use, we come up with new, new titles and we rename <laughs> things that didn't make sense from years ago. Yeah. Some of which I agree with most of which I, I could pass on, but yeah. if there's ever an ever a thing that should be changed, it should be that if you're not a medical doctor, then you got to be called I don't know. Let's come up with something right now. Other doctor, not the kind that helps doctor. Can't save your life, doctor. Don't call me doctor. Whatever you want to call it, but you can't just say you're doctor. Come on, what it's about, like false advertising. Well, you know how some people will say, like, you know, hi, I'm I'm Doctor Phil Cleese, MD. Why can't it just be NMD after your name? You know, so you introduce yeah, yourself. You're right. I'm Doctor Phil Cleese, NMD. Oh, okay, good. I don't have well, to. I'm not going to call you if I have anything wrong with me. Right. Exactly. Can we call you? How about this? How about hey, I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm Doctor Ed. I'm education doctor. I'm Ed Ed uh-huh. Jill Biden. I know you know it could be erectile dysfunction, but it also could be <laughs> it also it also could be education doctor. Which, by the way, does bring up a funny an- anecdote. Yeah. I don't know if anybody saw. But Chuck Schumer on day, what, three of the 
Joe Biden presidency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is again in front of the mic talking about how he wants to uh, impeach Donald Trump for the erection he caused at the Capitol. He can't say he cannot say insurrection. He just can't say it three times in three days. He said erection. So I'm like, it's a tough word to say. Chuck, come on, Chuck, get your words straight. Words matter. Oh, my God. So I thought that was kind of funny. It's, I think it's the second or third Freudian slip by Mr. Chuck Schumer. So I didn't see that coming. How are you? How are you? So it's Saturday morning. We didn't do a show yeah. this week. So, you know, I know you've been up for seven minutes and I've been up for a good three and a half hours. So we're a little <laughs> bit different. We're on a little bit of different tracks here this morning. That is, you know what? That is absolutely not true. And I, I do not agree with that statement. I had my alarm set for 930 and I climbed out of bed at 950. And my house, Trish is gone. She had to get her hair cut. Nice. And the girls are both sound asleep. They, I've been instructed to wake them at 11. Hey, they got good lives, those two. Which is just, about... to, just, to, just, to, just to show the different tracks we're on, you just outlined your morning. I've already been to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. And I've already prepared a joint breakfast with the kids. Okay. And, right. uh, and I've already stuffed some food down myself. Okay. And I read my daughter a book. And then we started this podcast. So I have accomplished much more than you have since this morning. Well, you have to eat early because as soon as we get off the phone, it's lunchtime for you because you eat eat dinner at 3.30 and the kids go to sleep by 5, you know? Some people have different plans (laughs) when they get married. My wife and I's plan is to seamlessly transition into retirement by practicing (laughs) it for our whole marriage. Okay, we have been practicing for retirement our whole marriage. That's right. We eat like an old retired couple, which, by the way, we are royally screwing up our kids when it comes to this stuff, because my I could see my son or daughter going off to college going. Doesn't everybody eat breakfast at 730? Doesn't everybody eat lunch at 1130? Why are they just eating breakfast at 1215? What are we doing here? What are you still doing to sleep? I know. I've, I've been up for five hours. Come on. I know. I know, I know. We're, 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 well, either we're messing them up or we're going to have the hardest working kids who got like four hour head start on everybody else. So yeah, it depends. depends. You know, it was, it was, uh, it was funny. We, we've been, we've been working on this deal at work for, a, a, I mean, just way too long. I think we, we started working on this thing and um, like seriously working on it in November and we're, we're just, we're, we're doing, we're doing most of it. And then we're, you know, we're, we're, we're giving the, uh, the rest of the deal we're having somebody else do. And, uh, and so I was just, I, I, I just was, uh, I, I like to look at, uh, I like to kind of do background of all the people that we're doing business with just for fun. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I go on like, you know, I'll go and look at their LinkedIn and then I'll go and see if they have a Facebook page or whatever. And uh, I'm not really a stalker, but I guess it could be kind of stalkerish, <clears throat> but it's mm-hmm. out there. So I like to look at it. Right. So I sure. see that I see that one of the uh, one of the women that's on the I guess I have to call her a woman even though she's younger than me and I would just call her a girl but um, it turns out I'm, I'm like looking at her Facebook page and and I see she's got like a an old picture of her and another little girl probably like five or six years old not even not even with a baseball player and I'm like that's weird and I looked at a comment and it said and I, remember, I can't remember what the comment said but I'm like I recognize that guy. Well, it turns out that this guy is a—he's actually a famous baseball player. I mean, he wasn't—I mean, he was an all-star once, I think, and and he's a—he's a fairly big name, I think. I think his—I think his, I think his uh, 
his number might be retired or he's in the team hall of fame or whatever, but she's actually his daughter. <clears throat> and I thought that was really, that was really crazy. And so I said to, uh, I said to my boss, Greg yesterday, I'm like, Hey, you know, this person is, you know, so-and-so he, she, her, her father's a baseball player or a former baseball player. He goes, Oh really? Who, who is it? And I said, uh, I, you know, I, I said what the name is and, and he goes, I'd never heard of him. And I'm like, okay, well, I figured that you hadn't, but I, you know, I collected cards all throughout the eighties and everything. So I know all these, all these players and seventies and whatever. And so, uh, he goes, he goes, Oh, you know what? That reminds me. There's a, uh, there's a, a, a woman in my gym and her father is also a former baseball player. Let me, let me look. I can't remember what her name is. Let me look her up. I have her in my context and tell me if you know who she is. Tell me if you know, if you know who her father is. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, no problem. No problem. <laughs> And, uh, and he just, <laughs> I just see a smile on his face. He finds the person and he goes, he goes, her last name is Johnson. <laughs> I'm like, and I'm like, it's, so I went on to, uh, to like baseballreference.com or something. And I looked up last name Johnson and there's like 800. I'm like, I'm like, you know what? The, that's not the time you want to not know the first name. Yeah. I'm like, listen, man, I, I know, I like to think that I, I, I have a, a good amount of baseball knowledge, but that's, that's pushing it, man. So I told him, I said, I said, ask her which Johnson her father is and let's <laughs> yeah, go from there. Okay. okay. It's probably going to be yeah. like, uh, it'll probably be like Brian. No, like, uh, it's like Tom Johnson or something where there's going to be like a I dozen. Know. And you know, so it's yeah. anyway, I, th that. I thought that was, okay. I thought that was hysterical. I was expecting him to, to give me, you know, something like, uh, you know, like, Wait. um, whatever like like maddox you know and i'd be like oh okay i know who his father is you know she, but no wait you can't leave me in the audience hanging here who is the other famous dad i knew you were gonna ask me that uh well i i, <laughs> I assume she's never gonna be listening to this podcast so she's not gonna think that i'm stalking her but um hopefully you've heard of him his name is uh roy smalley roy smalley pitched in the 70s uh, no, he was actually a shortstop for the Minnesota Twins All-Star in 1979. Never heard of him. Never heard of him, yeah. And actually, his father was also a professional baseball player and a manager. Do you know what his name was? Uh, John Bigley. No, Roy Smalley uh, was also his name. Yeah, just, just yeah, putting it out there. Nice. Just putting it out there, so, yeah. So, so, so he's Roy Smalley Jr. then? Or the third. I think the the initial the one was Junior, and he's the third, and she is not named Roy, which is kind of odd. <clears throat> so I, I thought that, I think that was interesting, you know. I mean, I you know Very it's interesting, but but now I understand why your boss never heard of him because nobody's ever heard of him. <laughs> that so, only can come from a, a a nerdy kid who collects cards his whole life. I mean, that's not a famous okay. player. Let's be honest. Roy Smalley, come on. I mean, he he was he was an all star. I mean, I I can I can picture his nineteen eighty tops card where it says all star on the front. But nice, all right. Yeah, I might have his autograph too. Maybe I'll write him and good, say, you know, good no, for I the Smalleys. I would like the Smalleys to uh, meet the balls. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that could be a fun show. You know, hey, I, introducing the Smalleys and the balls. If it it would be it would be interesting if if like she got married to one of the ball. I mean, she's already married, but it would be interesting, you know, and it, she yeah, says, no, I'm fun. keeping my name. Let's just hyphenate it. Smalley ball. That's, that's a fun, that's a fun one. That's an SNL skit right there. I like, but I like small ball better. 
Small ball. That well, so, hey, and that's a good baseball term. We're playing a little small ball today. That's it's exactly right. That's exactly right. So it's it's just a uh, it's just a thought. But let me let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. now. You had mentioned on the previous podcast that you were going to watch the inauguration. Did you watch it? Um, full disclosure, when I uh-huh. say yes to that, I did not watch it as they say <laughs> cover to cover. I did not watch everything. I caught I caught um, parts of it, some okay. live, some on YouTube. Okay. Caught a few clips here and there. Um, so yeah, I took in I took in uh, uh, you know took in a decent amount of it. I think it obviously is a little bit a little bit different. I mean, right? Just just you know, in full disclosure, you don't have to know the name of the president that's being inaugurated. If it's yeah. a Democrat, it's going to involve every celebrity known to man showing up. That is true. So, that is true. So everyone comes out of the woodworks from J-Lo to the Gaga. We call it the Gaga. What does she go by? You, you got uh, you the got, Gaga. Uh, yeah. yeah, the Gaga. You got J-Lo. You got, I'm sure Taylor Swift showed up. Uh, Jay, Justin somebody, Timberlake, I think, was there. Oh, JT in the house. You got uh, uh, Beyonce and Jay-Z. But can I, can got, I just, uh, let me just you tell you something. Know, Tom but, Hanks kicked off an inauguration ball. I mean, oh they, they flocked to it. Tom, it's, Tom Hanks made his. Uh, he started running like Forrest Gump into the frame. And, <laughs> hey, Joe Biden! You know, <laughs> Lieutenant Joe, you got ears. President <laughs> Joe, you President got hair. Joe. You got hairy legs. <laughs> President Joe, you got hair plugs. <laughs> I mean, you know, they all come out of the woodwork. But you know, you know what though? Central. There, there was one thing that I noticed, and I, I don't, I didn't watch, but I, I liked looking at some of the comments and some of these people just got trashed. I mean, you literally can't do anything. I mean, when, when JLo was singing, I don't know what she was singing, America, the beautiful or something, but in the middle, she screams out, let's get loud. You know, and that's one of her songs. That's one of her songs. Let's get loud. So like, I mean, people are just, I mean, roasting her over how dare you put in a plug for yourself during the inauguration during this solemn event and i'm uh, like i'm like are you freaking no. freaking kidding me i mean no of, of all the things i could pick on j-lo about that wouldn't be one of them you know and then there was a <clears throat> uh listen as a mets fan i'm just very happy her and her husband or boyfriend didn't buy the meth so. whatever he was and it, it, there was one other one and i <clears throat> i i hate i hate chrissy Teigen and john legend i hate those people that are <laughs> that are that are so outspokenly angry uh, well, because uh, they don't get their own way, right? So she posted something see. talking about how uh, how they were going, they were they were so excited to be going to DC to watch John sing, dude. She got crushed. How dare you you make light of such a solemn, uh, such a terrible uh, uh, occasion when when four hundred thousand people have died of COVID? You shouldn't be happy. And I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, literally whatever you say. You, you're gonna yeah. piss somebody off. I mean, that's the kind yeah. of world that we're in right now. And I'm just like, you've got to be like, don't even talk anymore. Just, just don't talk. Don't post anything. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Then, I mean, there, there's, 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 there's just professionally angered people that, and I don't defend celebrities at all. I could, I, I, I genuinely mean this when I say this. I'm the kind of person that could walk accidentally in a room full of celebrities, and I would walk right out. Like, I, I just, I have no time for celebrities. I don't, I don't put them on a pedestal. I don't care what they have to say. No, of course not. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm like the lead, but I won't be star, starstruck. I, like, I don't care. But 
and I don't defend them, but like, there's nothing anybody could do anymore. Somebody sitting around a computer waiting to be uh, professionally insulted, professionally angered, professionally, uh, you know, tell you that you're, you're not caring about something that they care about for that day that they won't even care about tomorrow. So it's a, it's a, it's a rough crowd, which is why the best thing you could do in 2021 and beyond in this age is not worry about with some frivolous comments on the computer side. Yeah, that's right. You just, you can't, because there is no such thing as pleasing everyone, nor should you ever no. go about your day trying. To. Uh-uh, uh-uh. So that's a, it's a good lesson for everyone. Don't go about your day trying to please everyone. It's impossible. Yeah. Impossible. Yeah. No, but I, this is a fun, listen, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting time because anytime you transition presidents, right? Yeah. First of all, I guess let's get the elephant out of the room. The elephant out of the room is, according to 99.7% of the media, yeah. 99.9% of celebrities, and 52.2% of the population in the United States, the new president isn't really the new president because I was told Donald Trump was never leaving office. <laughs> he wasn't going to leave. He was going to start a war. And uh, Joe Biden was going to have to send in the military and we're going to have a, a like a, we were going to have an, an erection at the Capitol. So <laughs> so according to ninety nine point nine percent of all media outlets, remember, for the last six months, he's not going to leave on his own. That's he's true. not going to leave on his own power. That's true. So That's that true. was the ten ten thousandth lie slash fear mongering that went on. That wasn't true. That's true. So Joe Biden peacefully took over office as if. Everybody really knew that would be the case, but they but they sold some headlines for six months. And it's an interesting time. Listen, we're transitioning. It's in a normal situation. I don't think you'd have a new president in a normal situation in a in a catastrophic situation. Usually you retain the president you have Mm -hmm. right in times of war. If the president could get a second term in times of crisis, usually the country just elects the same person and you try to keep things as normal and as status quo as possible. Yep. So we're doing something that's kind of unique in that in the midst of a chaotic situation, we've transitioned to another party. Mm-hmm. And so with that comes that party's spin on things, that party's things they want to get done. And it's interesting. This, this started, uh, I think a little bit under George W. Bush, okay. mostly under Obama was exacerbated and further added to by Trump and now is happening under Biden, which is this newfangled sign away your life on executive orders. And Obama, I think, made it very popular. But I think George W. Bush started it. And then, like everything else, you know, the trains out of the, 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 the horse out of the barn with executive orders. Yes, you can single handedly and quickly undo a lot of what the previous administration did. Yep. And you can put a bunch of things that aren't real legislation into action through executive order. But with the stroke of a pen, it can be undone when you lose. That's exactly right. And so the whole point of, in this case, Biden and in the previous administration, Trump, the whole point is if you actually have any time where you have the House, the Senate and the president as the same party, you got to pass legislation. You yeah. finally have a chance to write into law. You can pass it and then get it into law. So it's permanent. Yeah. And instead, all of these people are so power hungry or they're so vindictive from the previous re- regime yep. that they just they undo a bunch of things and add their own things. And guess what? Yeah, I'm sure Trump felt really good the day he could undo half of Obama's stuff. 
Yep. And now Biden feels good on doing all the Trump stuff, but it'll all get undone when Biden loses. That's right. And it's like, why What's you the have the House and the Senate? Why don't you actually try to pass good law? Yeah. I don't I don't mean good in that everybody will like it. I mean, good in that you actually can get it all passed. Yeah. So yeah. he's going down the same road. Listen, I don't know what a Joe Biden administration is going to be. There's a couple of things I can guess. One, it'll definitely be more mild in terms of the rhetoric. Yep. He's just not he's not Trump. Right. Most people aren't. He's going to go back in terms of, you know, being a much more of a, a politician and much more of a polished, uh, not speaker, because I think, you know, he, he's elderly now and I think he's not going to come across so great. But I but he's but he's a politician. He's been in Washington for 50 plus years. Yep. He knows how to work a room. He knows how to, you know, speak in small sound bites like he, he's going to be good at that for the most part yeah. age aside so you're going to get more of like your your typical president's speeches and less questions and he's not uh hungry to be in front of the camera like trump was he's not an egomaniac like he's going to bring some of that which i think is going to be a positive um i think he's going to tamper down the rhetoric in terms of the words that come out of his mouth right yeah it's also going to help that the media is going to lob a bunch of softballs at him all day long. So he's not going to have a, a combative, um, combative conversations with the media in general. He's also not going to be reading 99% of the, the, the media print and, and TV badmouthing him. So that's all going to be things that make it that's a little true. less divisive and a little less amped up. So I think from a country that just dealt with four years of that, whether you like Trump or not, I think that's probably a good thing to calm yeah. things down. Yeah. I think the obvious negative that I see three days in, and I want to be fair, it's only three days in, is I see a person and a party that instead of using their power for what they deem to be, excuse me, good, they're living in the past of trying to, again, impeach a guy who's out of office. They're going to waste so much time on this. and. Yep. They're passing yep. these executive actions that a lot of them have nothing to do with anything going on today. Yeah. They're not material to today's catastrophe. We got 80 million people out of work and a vaccination that's got to get to five, 400, 350 million people. Yep. And we're worried about, you know, trans rights in women's uh, run uh, track and field and, yeah. And, yeah. and all this stuff that it's like, wait a second, that's the pressing things. Yeah. That's the things we're hanging our hat on right now. Like, that just shows me a very, very short and small snippet into uh, it's it's I think this is what I think about when when you you get a quick glimpse into seeing where people's heads are at. Yeah. And to me, if you spend four years bad mouthing the party that's in office. And you didn't actually have a plan. This is what that would look like. Yeah. Right. Like if. You were like, what the heck with the guy? Let's just win. We got a lot of better solutions than he has. You'd already be like, wait a second. We got the House. We got the Senate. Biden's in office. Kamala's going to break the tie in the Senate. Like, we got, yep. we got it all going. Yep. Instead, you got Schumer and Pelosi that want to hang Trump in effigy. Like, he want, they really want to hang him. And, yep. Yep. and they're signing executive actions with don't, which don't make sense. And it's just like, wait a second. You know, so I have an open mind to the idea that Biden could come in with some reasonable, moderate policies. But I don't know if he's going to yet. And I just don't like the first three days and where they're deploying their resources and energy. Maybe that'll change. And I'll keep an eye on. 
out for it. But that's what concerns me, you know, this very short time in. So we'll see. You know, we'll, we'll see where this goes. It, it just it just seems to me like like even just three days in, he's really succumbing to the far left, what they want, you know, and <clears throat> I know he had all these executive orders and, you know, and whether they're good or bad, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. It almost seems like he's he's trying to go back to whatever Obama had because he doesn't really know what to do himself. You know, I don't and, know. Listen, I'm going to be open minded to it. I, I don't know. But I just like I said, that's why I'm being general and just saying it's like, why don't you guys get a bunch of th- like there's a lot of things they've talked about wanting to do. You can pass it in the House easily. Then you got to get it to the Senate. A simple majority, Kamala breaks the tie. Pass a bunch of legislation if you think it's right. Like, you got you, you wield the power for two years. Yep. Um, minimum, maybe longer. So I just if you just sign a bunch of executive orders, what that's not making good use of your power. Absolutely, I agree. That, that's my that's my thing. You know, I almost think executive orders are a cop out because then you're not really held to anything. That's if exactly you pass right. Real law. If you pass real law and it goes. If it goes the wrong way, it doesn't prove out to be the success you say it is. That's yep. on you. If you yep. sign a bunch of executive orders and don't actually pass anything in the law and the next person comes along and undoes it, it's like, uh, you know, it's almost like a hedge. It's almost like a hedge against like really being committed to something. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Uh, sure. You know, I, 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 I do think there'll be some good that comes from a Biden administration. And it's not it, it's just his personality if he stays kind of, you know, if he tones it down and I thought his inauguration speech was good. I mean, it was a unified message that I thought was good. Here's what I would say. The actions have to back that up. Cause I think Barack Obama did a lot of good with his words in terms yep. of like yep. talking about being unified, yep. but then everything that seemed to happen amped up race tensions, amped up division, amped up like pointing fingers between rich and poor and this and that. And there was too much like war class warfare, too much worry about the look of the person instead of just the content of the person. Yep. And so and then Trump comes along and he's the opposite of Obama. He's literally the polar opposite. He's the one that I think I think his policies make more sense, but his words are stupid. Yeah. yeah Obama's yeah. words make more sense, but I don't like his policies. Here yeah. comes Biden, which where's he going? That's you know, true. so it's That's like true. the inauguration I thought was a good speech. I thought it was like more of a kumbaya movement. Hey, I'm the president of everybody. Like, you know, it's too, too amped up. We got to bring it down. But, you know, the best way Biden could do that with action would be to go to Schumer and Pelosi and say, guys, we got full power. Yep. Let's be done with this Trump impeachment garbage. Yep. Because they're not going to convict them in the Senate anyway. Let's stop wasting people's time and money and energy. And let's go do what we we just talked about. We want full power. We just spent $80 million campaigning in Georgia to win two Senate seats. So we have full power. Yep. So what we're going to do with that full power is waste the first two months of my presidency impeaching Trump for a second time. That's right. It makes no sense. So if Biden wanted to show with action what he's saying with words, that would be the first thing he'd say. He'd come out in the next week and say, I've talked to everybody. Donald Trump is done. He's gone. We're not living in the past. I don't need to impeach him a second time. We're done. You know, maybe he doesn't have to come out and say that, but if it gets canceled, you'll know he did it and then I'll give him credit for it. That's what should happen. That's- but if he sits back 
and watches they, them impeach him a second time, he, they're just wasting his own time to get yeah. things done. So if he allows that, it makes no sense to me. Well, and now, it shows that <clears throat> that his actions don't back up his unified message because 75 million people voted for Trump. Yep. 75 million people are got got to be thinking what I just said, which is why would you waste your power on going backwards to impeach him again? That's right. That's right. It's not going to change. Nothing's going to happen for people that like live in this fantasy world. They're the same people that told you Trump's never going to leave office and he's an evil, cruel dictator. Yep. They're the same people that actually think Donald Trump's going to be seen in handcuffs going to prison one day. Yeah, exactly. These people are out of their mind. Yep. They're out of their mind. They're living in fantasy video game world. Yep. That's not happening. That's not happening. So, so let not me ask you this. Not only is he not going to go to jail. Wait, not only is he not going to go to jail, he's not even going to be convicted in the Senate to be impeached a second time. Yeah. They're not going to do it. So it's like, get out of this crazy world you're in and let's live in today. Well, so so let me let me ask you this then. Let me ask you this. You, you gave two choices of what Biden can do. What, what do you think he's going to do? What do you think the prediction is? Because uh, no, I think he's just gonna he's gonna let the de- the left he's gonna let he's going to let the left play this out and get their pound of flesh that they want. They want another impeachment trial. They want more hearings. They want to they want to um, convict them in the House. Send it to the Senate for a trial. They want to. They want the they want this. They want the pomp and circumstance of the big scene. They want the media to run for the next sixty days on Trump's impeached again, pa- guilty in the House, passed to the Senate. You know, not guilty in the House. You know impeached in the house sent to the senate for trial they want it they want the pomp and circumstance but understand something and this is for everyone mostly the media wants it too because donald trump for good or bad yeah is must must watch tv yeah yeah and they are deathly afraid of what ratings are going to look like under joe biden that's because true. let's face it that's true very few people voted for joe biden for joe biden yeah. most people voted because he wasn't named donald trump the media does not really know what to do with the next four years. So if they could drag out six more months of Donald Trump coverage, it's yeah, good for them. That's true. So everybody's kind of in on the idea. So the, the, the House and the Senate and the Democrats kind of want their second pound of flesh. Yep. The media wants it because they get six more months, three more months of coverage. And so it's, for them, it's like, great, let's talk about Donald Trump. We don't really want to talk about Joe Biden. We really don't want to <laughs> talk about that. He doesn't really seemingly have any different plan for like the vaccination or anything else like this is all just going to run its course the economy stinks everything's kind of bad right now so if we can run three six more months of donald trump great and so that's what you yeah there i don't think i do not i would love for joe biden to stop it i don't think he even is contemplating stopping it see that's like like you said i mean he's saying one thing but his actions aren't doing anything to support that and that's that's well, a real I'm problem. Be fair. I'm saying about that, this situation, like if you want to be united and bring 150 million voters together, the easiest and simplest way to start that is to squash a second impeachment, which yeah. means literally nothing. It's all a figurative thing. Yeah. So and it's an easy win for him, by the way. That's what they call in the corporate world, low hanging fruit. It really squash, is. Squash something that doesn't even cost you anything. It doesn't even re- it extends an olive branch to the right without yep. giving anything to them. That's true. That's absolutely right? true. Because it's a it's 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 a made up impeachment. Like he got on. Listen, he was a complete moron to to say what he said and to 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 fire up the base and and a percentage of those lunatics went ahead and actually did what they did. But he didn't yeah. cause it, and you can't prove that. 
because that's the most slippery slope of all time. If words cause other people to that's do true. things, then forget it. We're all going to be convicted of something. So it's like they're never going to – they know they're not going to convict them. They totally know that. They totally know that. And that includes yeah. Pelosi, Schumer. They know they're not going to convict them. So they know it's, a, they know it's just a, a figurative thing. So let's just squash it. Let's move on. How can you, by the way, how can you move on from the worst yeah. four years of 80 million people's lives if you keep that person right, in, your, in your day-to-day existence? You have a chance to dump the, yeah. the, dump the evil dictator boyfriend. But instead, after you dump him, you spend the next six months talking about him. How does that, you don't need to. He's gone. He's in Mar-a-Lago. He's <laughs> playing golf every day eating cheeseburgers. Leave him alone. What's the difference? No, it's true. You know what I mean? You it's don't true. need to talk about him. He doesn't have Twitter. He can't even talk for himself, really. So, you know, you're not going to see tweets from Donald Trump. He can't tweet. So you, he's gone. For, for lack of a better word, I mean, you let haven't me, heard from let him me, one uh, word let, me, let me throw a couple things. Four days. Throw a couple things at you dealing with, uh, with the first few days here. And uh, you tell me if these are a big deal or not. All right. During the inauguration, Bernie was sitting there with his arms crossed, bundled up with mittens. And uh, now he's memes everywhere. I know you've seen those. Is that is that a, is that a big deal? Uh, I mean, are people just yeah. laughing at him because he just. Oh, it's hilarious! No, it's just everybody. Listen, Bernie 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 Sanders is is the crazy uncle that people have at family gatherings. You know, the guy who talks about all this other stuff, and he looks wholesome and 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 safe, and and he, you want to like give him a hug, and that's what he looked like. That's why that meme went so yeah. hot. like it just went viral because it, it that's what it looks like. I, I I get a kick out of that stuff between his voice and like that look. I can yeah, th- that, he should play himself on good for him. For the next five and uh, I also noticed that Bill Clinton looked like he fell asleep. Who do you think he was dreaming about? Which women do you think he was dreaming about while he was sleeping? I don't know which woman he was dreaming about. I can definitely bet a lot of money he wasn't dreaming about it. All right, I got another one for you. You know how uh, there's been there's been all these protests again. The, the Northeast, that, that, that's all they like to do is protest. Um, question is, not really. Co- <clears throat> what I, did Wait, I say you Northeast? Mean, you mean, I meant you Northwest. Mean the Northwest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Portland, Portland Seattle specifically. Um, yeah. Is the media ever going to cover that? Or are they just going to keep ignoring it? Is Biden going to come out? I mean, now, they, I, they, I notice he hasn't come out and, and condemned that either. Is, is, he, is he ever going to condemn it? And is the media ever going to show this? Yeah, I do think he'll come out and condemn it at some point, because, again, I, I, I don't want to just be repetitive with the, the low hanging fruit. But to me, that also seems like low hanging fruit to condemn, like That's condemning. Right. But he hasn't yet. And this, is, this happened days ago. What's he, so, what's he waiting for? Not yet. Not yet. I know. Not yet. But I think I think he will. I don't know. I think he will. But yeah, no, there's no good reason. But they didn't. I don't know why they have a hard time condemning Antifa and it's all this other stuff. They literally want to want to want to put every capital rioter yeah. in jail for life, which I'm totally fine with, by the way. But I don't know why we can't just universally condemn I, all of yep. this stuff, no matter who's doing it. It seems like a reasonable place seems to like start it, bringing it? both sides together. If you li- if you light buildings on fire and yep. damage things, you it, should go to jail and we should all say it's wrong. Like, it seems like that's like the bare yep. minimum. Like, we all need to breathe air. We all need to be able well, to. Well, you know what? I know Ch- like, Chuck Schumer can't do it because we know what he's got on his mind right now. So, but uh, yeah, one more thing that I wanted yeah, to mention yeah. to you that, that, 
that I thought was interesting and, and you're, you're just going to say, Hey, you know what? It's just your typical hypocrisy, but you know, the executive order that you have to wear a mask at all times on federal property. And then, uh, and then Biden comes out on federal property, making a speech without a mask on. And then, and then listen, when they, when they, when they ask his, uh, listen, that, his, uh, uh, what's that called? His press secretary about it. You know, her response is, Oh, He's got bigger things to worry about. Let me tell you something. If 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 Trump, when when yeah. Trump did that, the best choice they <laughs> literally crucified him. You know, but in this case, it's like, oh, you know what? Oh yeah, yeah, you're yeah, right. Well, you're right. He's got other things to worry about. That's right. So it's okay. Listen, Biden. Biden for the last eight months. Was the like was the perfect wask? Wask. <laughs> I just said wask. Like waskily wabbits. He was the perfectly mask wearing, um, perfect yeah. like emblem of like what you're supposed to do. So the bar is set so high for him with mask wearing that he's going to not live up to that bar. And I also think you know um, it's totally nitpicking to to ding him on it, but it's also fair in that if you perpetrated this myth that you've never walked around without a mask and that Donald Trump was the evil person who didn't care about masks and you're like the perfect person who does, then on your first day in office, after you've signed an executive order that says you have to wear a mask around all federal properties, then how could you not have a mask on? Like, because you've set the bar, like you're, that's where, you know, you, this is the problem with trying to have the high moral ground all the time. You're not going to, you're going to slip off this like perfect, try to like, I'm perfect. I do everything perfectly. It's not reasonable. And then the press secretary, that had to be a poor choice of phrasing things. He has more important things to worry about than the mask mandate. He's ramming down everybody else's throat. Like you can't say that. So that was a poor, you know, listen, they're going to have slip ups like everybody else. But you know, one thing about Biden is he's always known to have a quick temper. He better not because he's not asked many tough questions. It's one thing if you're peppered for an hour and a half with tough questions and you lose it. It's another thing if you're asked 26 well, softballs you, and then one tough question and lose it. You're going to have to, no, you're well, going to you know, have to you know, be speak, than Speaking that, of that, that already that, happened. So. We'll see. You know, see <clears throat> I think they were, uh, it, it was somebody at the in the White House press corps was, was saying, um, you know, now, now it's 912,000 vaccines a day that we, that we're doing. That's what we did under, I guess what we got up to under Trump. And Biden is like, we're going to take this aggressive approach. We're going to be doing a million a day. And basically he said, well, you know, if you're getting aggressive, I mean, that's that's like almost the same thing that, than what's going on right now. So that's, so Biden's response yeah. to that was when I announced it, you said it's not possible. Come on. Give me a break, man. It's a good start. And that's a quote. So he's already you could see he yeah, has got yeah. such a short fuse. So and that's one question. So. Oof, man. Well, I, I have this theory. This isn't a. This isn't about Biden, by the way. I have this theory. Not. Uh, I'm gonna be careful how I say this. I have this theory about people who live in a bubble and aren't challenged often. The reason most people that don't have a more well-rounded yep. space of people they talk to is that when they're challenged on an idea that they vetted in their own bubble that seems perfect. Yeah. That's where the anger usually comes from because you haven't heard five or six diverse viewpoints on something. You've just been like, it's like having a yes man, right? 
like celebrities have yes people yeah, around right. them and nobody ever tells them, hey, you're being an idiot. So they yep. keep doing what they do because they think it's okay. And then one day their life falls into shambles because like, wait a second, I didn't have that one person who told me I was an idiot to stop being an idiot. That's kind of what any group of people that doesn't have a diverse circle yep. of people giving them various viewpoints do. They lash out at the first sign that they're challenged because they're like, wait yeah. a second. Everybody just told me this is perfect. You see this in academia all the time. You'll have liberal, hardcore, left-leaning professors in all the classes. They have 300 kids in a class. 295 of them think exactly how they do or say exactly what they want to hear. And one yep. or two kids have a different opinion, and they don't know how to handle it because they live in a bubble. They're not used to it. Same thing with just the younger generation. You go through high school and college, and you hear the same things over and over. Then you get into the real world. You actually meet some yeah. different people, and you're like, yeah. oh, you're evil. How could you yep. think differently? Yep. Like there's no diverse viewpoint. Yeah. Like that's what the best part of America yeah. is like diversity and viewpoint. Forget diversity yeah, and I skin agree. color, diversity and viewpoints, what matters. Like, so that's how you get the best ideas. You get different ideas and you vet them through and you come up with the best idea. Yeah. Or you at least agree yeah. to disagree. Yeah. Remember yeah. that phrase? Remember that our whole life? Hey, we could agree yeah. to disagree. Yeah, you like chocolate. I like vanilla. All right. You know? Or maybe somebody will come up with the, the swirl and we'll have chocolate and vanilla. <laughs> like, you know, that's what the black and white cookie's for. I like yeah, it. Cut that baby down the middle. We have half each. Like, it's just, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there used to be diversity yeah, yeah. of viewpoint and there was agreeing to disagree. So it's, it's a tough time. We, we're, we're, we're not in a world yeah, where true. agreeing to disagree is okay anymore. That's really the truth. We live in, we live in a world where the phrase, I agree to yeah. disagree, or we can yep, agree to yep. disagree, is now a bad thing. It, was, it used to be the greatest thing you could say to somebody. You could have a difficult conversation. You guys could hug. And you could say, hey, we agree to disagree on this point. Ah, no problem. Let's go. Well, you know, you know, it's another, another term ah, that, uh, that people don't really use anymore, which isn't really valid. It's compromise. Compromise isn't, isn't when you meet in the middle anymore. It's when somebody relents and moves to the other side. You know? Yeah. Right. No, compromise, compromise is actually in politics. Compromise now is like, yeah. hey, you know that really bad idea that I want? If you do that, <laughs> in politics, I'll do your really bad in idea. politics, it is right. That's what politics is like. Hey, if hey, hey, if you if you send three hundred million in Nebraska to help with the the, the, the farming situation, of which we don't need three hundred million, <laughs> and we'll all take money off that, then I'll send you five hundred million for your Colorado <sighs> ski resort for the kickbacks to all your buddies. Yeah, yeah, and then they yeah, both go. Good... All right, we can agree on that. Oh, great. Great. Two, two, two. The taxpayer. No, you have to remember these guys. These guys. That's why. That's why kids that my my kids complain all the time about about certain things. You know, I'm never going to have to use this, but you can see how much these politicians are utilizing their math. You know, because here's what they say. Okay, yours is bad. Mine is bad. Put them together. They'll make good. Two negatives multiplied by each other equal a positive. So that's, I think that's the viewpoint. So they're taking yeah, all exactly. those things learned in elementary but, school and middle but, school and taking them with them. <laughs> By the way, for anybody listening, right? And we have, we yes. have hundreds and yeah. hundreds and thousands of listeners. So this will go viral. For anybody listening, if you want to know how bad politics is, so you don't have to hear it from my mouth, because what do I know, right? If you want to know from somebody who lived and breathed it, Tulsi Gabbard, uh, the Democrat primary candidate for the president many people saw her yeah. the uh, congresswoman yeah. from hawaii run president um uh, was on joe rogan 
maybe a few days ago. And if you find the, the, the snippet on YouTube, you don't have to watch the three hours. I didn't watch the three hours. There's a 10 minute cut of her describing what it's like in DC. Really? And she likened it to a high school. And she said, it's literally Joe. She said, Joe Rogan, it's literally like going to a high school. There's the cool kids. There's the kids that stare at you because you went and wow. stood with a different group that they didn't expect you to. There's the si- side eye rolls from the girls looking at the other girls that they don't understand why you're trying to be a moderate or why you're talking to Republicans if you're a Democrat or vice versa. She said it's literally like old people high school. So if you want to be totally discouraged by our politicians, watch the 10 minute clip. And Joe Rogan, yeah. who is what? A UFC announcer, comedian, big, yeah. strong bodybuilder yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah. And he has a popular podcast and a comedian is like blown away by this. She's like, no, I'm serious. Uh, it's, that's what it's like. He couldn't believe it. He's like, can, no. I, can I ask you a she's question? Like, no, yeah, can I ask you no, a question no, about her? Because I, like. I actually like her. I like Tulsi Gabbard. I, th- I think she's I think she's she's pretty attractive, too. Yeah. yeah. She's well, that, you know what she is. She's she's a moderate Democrat. Like yeah. in some positions, she's she's left of center. Some <clears throat> positions, she's more moderate. Like she's like your thirty years ago, twenty years ago, sweet spot Democrat. She'd have but, been a but runaway here, presidential here's, candidate. Here's the interesting thought, you know, ago. because I think about her and I think about where she is on the, you know, on on the the, the line here, and and yeah, you know, she's she's not a far left person. And the only thing that I'm thinking of with this is because she's not far left, shouldn't she just be a Republican? You know. You know what's funny? So I, I, it's funny that you're saying that. Um, Joe Rogan, I think, posed to her the idea that because yeah. the Democrats treated her so badly, would she ever think about moving to the right? And she, she, I think she has very left-leaning positions in certain areas. And I think she answered it by saying, I guess I'd never say never, but no, I, I, I don't think like that at all. Like I, I, I think she made it clear she doesn't view herself as okay. anywhere near being a Republican or being right. But I think she was so turned off by the Democrat Party. And like, rightfully so. They absolutely yeah. destroyed her for no reason. Um, the Hillary Clinton machine, the, you know, the big money Democrat donors just wiped her out before she started. And um, so I think she obviously knows she doesn't have a place in that party. So she's out of politics now. That's yeah, the other thing. Yeah. She's totally just decided I'm out because there's no place. Yeah. There's no place for me, which sucks yeah, because yeah. she's a reasonable minded Democrat. If there was a reasonable minded Republican yep. that had the same thing happen, I'd say the same thing about that. Like you want reasonable, moderate thinking people. And the and it, we're getting to a point where there's only place for you in the very left or even maybe very right side of things. So that's that's not a good place to be in as a country, right? Where the only place for yeah, you is to yeah. be it's, really it's, it's interesting. Thinking. It's interesting. All right. Well, good. listen, good. listen. Okay. Let's let's enough of the politics. We've we've been going on and on and on, and, and there's a lot to talk about because we didn't really get into it last time. I think there's going to be a lot of interesting things to talk about, and we'll we'll see how this plays out. I think I think we're both of the mindset that we're we're hoping that something really positive comes out of this presidency. I haven't, I'm not encouraged thus far, but I am hopeful. And uh, I'm not going to sit there and, and, and say that, you know, anything terrible about Biden. I don't agree with the things he's doing. And I hope that he does, in fact, back his words with actions. But for now, I mean, it's early. Let's just, we just have to wait and see. We just have to wait and see. But let's, uh, let, let's move on. Exactly. Let's move on to, uh, to a little NFL. And, uh, and I think your new nickname is going to be Sunday Phil, because you went zero and two on Saturday and two and zero on Sunday. So, so I'm actually excited that these two games this week are on Sunday. They're tomorrow. 
So you may actually be able to win these. Uh, I feel really good about these two games. Sunday Phil's coming through. Put a couple shekels. Doc. Listen to old Dr. Phil here. <laughs> I'm a doctor in sports. Sports answers. Call me Doc. Dr. No, no, no. You've got a you've got a doctorate answers, in, so, uh, uh, in sports betting. That's what you have. That's it. <laughs> so, All right, I'll take the SP. I'll take it. But no, listen. It's this is a good. I mean, listen. I mean, listen. Could you could you have asked for two better games? We got, No, you really can't. And you know, if you think, if you look at um, over over the last, yeah. I'll keep it within the last, say, five to ten years. Oftentimes, the NFC and AFC title games are mismatches, and the reason for that is you don't usually have the two best teams get there. You usually, have the best team oftentimes get there, and then an upstart team that pulled a big upset or two off. And so when you get to the title game, sometimes you get some mismatches in these games. You got the team that's just happy to be there who overachieved against the team that truly believes they could win it all. And you get that a lot. And so sometimes you get these lopsided games. I think in this instance, partially because you got some heavy hitting quarterbacks in these games, but also because you got pretty good matchups. I mean, in the AFC, you got one play in two. Can't get better than that. And then in the NFC, while the Bucks were a wild card team, they were they were an eleven win team. I mean, the worst record in the title games this weekend are eleven and five. That's the Bucks. And little side note, they beat the yeah, dog yeah. snot out of the Packers earlier this year. So you got the you got the road team who whipped the, the, the better team on paper this year, and then you got the one and two seed in the AFC who are yep, I don't yep. know, a combined twenty seven and five this year. So you got you got really these, these this could be a yeah, heck of yeah. a championship Sunday. Saying all that, watch <laughs> one or two of these games are blowouts, but it, it has the makings. It does have the makings. I mean, Rodgers and Brady, an upstart Allen and, and a young young Allen, young Mahomes. I mean, this, this well, so so we've got both games. Yeah. I got them both at three and a half. The both teams for both home teams are favored at three and a half. I know that uh, Green Bay has decided to open up the stadium a little more last week there were 8400 people this week they project that they're going to allow 9000 people in so it's going to be a much much bigger crowd so that's Ooh. that's really exciting ru- they call that they call that a man it's going to be so It'll loud be i don't know if they're going to be able to hear the quarterback uh, yell but you know the only the only thing that i could say about this <laughs> game is uh is obviously aaron rodgers I, the question is who's got a bigger chip on their shoulder you know, does Aaron Rodgers have the bigger chip on his shoulder after the team drafted a quarterback in the first round? Or does Tom Brady have a better, bigger chip on his shoulder to show the world that, that he could still get to the Super Bowl and potentially win the Super Bowl without Bill Belichick? You know, the, I mean, it's, it's, it's a fascinating story. I mean, I, as far as I can see, Green Bay is pretty much fully healthy. Tampa Bay is going to be without uh, Antonio Brown. Um, but this, this should be a, a pretty, pretty serious, uh, pretty, pretty serious matchup i think here and, and 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 i'm hoping for just a great game that's what i want to see i want to see two legendary first ballot hall of fame quarterbacks going at it and uh and having a great game so so here it is the moment of truth what is your prediction for the nfc championship game so i i look at this and i do agree yep. it has the makings of being a close game um 
you never, ever, ever sell Brady short, right? There's always either, you know, and and they're going to Lambeau. It might snow. It's going to be sub-30 degree weather. But Tom Brady yep. is Mr. Foxborough. I mean, he's built for the cold. So there's no, no issue there. Um, I really think this game just comes down to the idea that and home That's field right. is not That's a big right. deal. You just outlined there's going to be 9,000 people there. So this, there, there is no home field this year in football. Um, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers is the MVP of the league. He's playing. He had one bad game this year. Yeah. He had a bad game against Tampa Bay. I don't remember what week it was. They got destroyed, and he had a bad game. I would feel very good in saying Aaron Rodgers is going to play like a monster tomorrow. He's got that as his one bad game on his resume this year. He didn't beat Brady when he faced him. Um, I, I could see it taking uh, – it, it's hard for me to imagine Aaron yeah. Rodgers getting outplayed by Tom Brady in his yeah. home stadium um, <laughs> tomorrow night. Uh, he's this close to the Super Bowl. He hasn't been there in a long time. Um, he's finally got a running game. He doesn't have a good yeah. defense, but it's like not horrible. And yeah, he's got he's Devontae Adams, who's just a monster. And he's and he's Aaron Rodgers. He's the monster. We yep. always look at Devontae Adams, the running game. He's the monster. Aaron Rodgers is yeah. the yeah. best player on the field tomorrow in that game. So I think I'll give you a little score too. Just to I'll take the Packers. I'll lay the three and a half. And I think the final will be like 31-21. And I think it'll be close. Like, I think Tampa will be in the game for a while. And I think he'll make, you know, a few more plays that put it out of reach. Late well, let's 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 talk about the I, first I time that they played. Time. All right. It was it was Tampa Bay 38 to 10. So the Packers went up 10 to zero at the end of the first quarter. And then Tampa Bay proceeded to put up 38 straight points to, to just beat them by four touchdowns. It was it was very it was very interesting to me. Aaron Rodgers yeah. was sixteen for thirty five with two interceptions. One was was a pick six returned for a touchdown, yeah. and in that game, Tampa Bay had uh, they had five sacks. So it was it was it was. I mean, they brought yeah. they brought their no, defense they, out that game, you know, and that's that's what that's what was really yeah, really impressive yep. with that game and and. You know, and as much as, you know, as as I think that Green Bay could be the better team here, and I think they probably are, you know, I have to go with, with my prediction at the beginning of the season, which was that the Super Bowl will be Tampa Bay mm-hmm. and the Chiefs. I got to stick with it, man. I got to. I got to. And, I, and you know, oh, yeah. the interesting you thing pick, is, you, you know what, for the last that. 20 yeah, years, I absolutely hated Tom Brady. And then he gets traded to the Bucks, and now I'm a big Tom Brady fan. You know, I can understand that a little bit because I never actually I, I so I don't feel exactly the same, but I do understand in that I yeah. dislike Tom Brady a lot as a Patriot, and I certainly don't I don't dislike him anymore. I don't really yep I don't have like an affinity for rooting for him, but. There is something about, like, as a Jet fan, right? We're Jet fans, so we hate the Patriot jersey. We hate <sighs> Belichick. And I always had a much bigger problem with Belichick. Belichick yep, left yep. the Jets high and dry. He was supposed to be their coach. And their whole franchise could have been different, and he went to New England. So my anger has always been yep. towards Belichick. I've never had an issue with Brady. So yep, he is yep. much easier to root for on Tampa. Um, I just – I want to see Aaron Rodgers get back to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I want to see Aaron Rodgers win a second Super Bowl. I mean, I'm definitely pulling for the Packers to win it all. Um, but I, but he's also the best player on the field. So I feel com- I feel comfortable picking them. Um, 
And then that sets up what I think is a very interesting AFC title game. And I actually found it peculiar, and I don't know if this is a TV thing, but I'm a little surprised that the primetime game went to Kansas City Buffalo. It is is interesting. Instead of Rodgers and Brady. Um, I just – I would have thought it would have flip-flopped because, I mean, they're all small market cities all involved in these games, but you would think Rodgers-Brady would be the primetime game, Um, even though the Chiefs are the Super Bowl champs. Because Buffalo, let's face it, Buffalo's got a cult crazy following in upstate New York. Outside of that, you can't find a Buffalo fan. Um, so I thought it was a little odd, but I think this is a incredibly fun matchup between Buffalo and Kansas city. And I think the, the thing I'm not sure about is I know Mahomes was hurt all week. I know he's playing, but this is a fun game. I mean, earlier when I thought about this potentially being the matchup before they, they, they got through their last games. I was thinking this is not going to be that close of a game and Buffalo's just in over their head in, in, um, in Arrowhead, no pun intended, but uh, I don't know. I, the more I look at this game, I think Buffalo can give Kansas city trouble. I think this could be a really, really good game. Um, And I don't know if Mahomes is limited in any way. I don't, I mean, he's still got to be a little banged up. I'm guessing. So I'm going to take Buffalo plus the three and a half. Um, I I just, I I think they're going to present some real challenges to Kansas city. And I think Josh Allen has got the kind of game that lends itself. It's supposed to be sloppy weather there. They're talking about, you know, above freezing, but a lot of like borderline rain snow. So the weather could play a big factor in this game. And I think the sloppier weather actually favors Buffalo because I think Josh Allen is more likely to be the improv guy. He's the gunslinger. He's more of like the improv guy. And I could see him taking off and making some big plays with his feet. I could also see him making a big mistake or two, but I I could see it being a fun game. And the more sloppy the weather is, I actually think it it evens the game out because if they can't get Tyreek Hill going, if the weather is such an issue, I think it, it usually the, the if it's really sloppy weather, it, it takes yep. the, the underdog and gives them a better shot. And if this weather hits the way they're saying it might, I, I like Buffalo plus three and a half. And I'm going to say Kansas City still pulls it out, though. I'm going to say Kansas City 24-21, a little lower scoring than people are going to predict because of the weather. I'm going to hedge on a little lower scoring game. But I'm going to take Buffalo plus three and a half. Yeah, but I think yeah. and I, 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 I don't I don't argue with that. The interesting thing that I saw was uh, and you might not know this, but in their past nine games, the Chiefs are one and eight against the spread. Yet they're eight and one overall. So they win close games. And the last their last five home <laughs> yeah. games, they're yeah. oh and yeah. five against the spread, which I thought was really, really interesting. Now, if you if you if you can remember, they did play. I think it was it was week six. Right. And the Chiefs had a had a season high rushing of 254 yards, which which I think is interesting. But what they did was, you know, they played a a really really deep cover. So so they were they were, you know, they didn't want to they didn't want to get beat by the long pass. So that opened up a great opportunity for the running game. And so the question is is what are the Bills going to do this time? Are they going to go with that same strategy and not let Mahomes beat them? Or are they going to to play it a little bit differently and say, okay, Mahomes, we don't know if you are a hundred percent with it. We're gonna we're gonna get pressure on you up front, and we're gonna force you to beat us 
in the long game, mm -hmm. which I think is probably a dangerous way to play. So, you know, we're going to have to see how they're going to come out and how they're going to play this thing. I, I tend to agree with you. And I also say that I think this, this game is going to be decided by less than, than three and a half points. But, um, but I, I think that, I think it's going to be KC and Tampa Bay in the final, because if that happens, then I get to just brag and carry that over your head for the next year. So, man, I want that like you would not even believe. And then I want yeah. to see Tampa Bay win the whole thing because then you are going to have to admit that it doesn't matter how I did during the season, I am the man. I am officially the man in this podcast. Yeah. So that's what I want. So, so listen, man, it's, it's yeah. going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I cannot yeah. wait to watch yeah. these games. But um, I want to move on to a couple other NFL things. And and uh, you think you think Drew Brees is done? Well, his his wife oh, came out, yeah, and I thought this I was interesting. So. What she said was, you know, besides the fact that he has eleven broken broken ribs and a collapsed lung, did you also read that he has a torn rotator cuff, and he has a torn ligament in his foot that he's been play he's been playing with these last two injuries basically all season. So, yeah, that's and that, that's why he couldn't throw the ball. He's got a torn. I mean, yep. I mean, so if anybody has a a question about his toughness. I mean, first off, he's a Sigma Chi, so he's he's my brother, and we know just by nature he's tough. But, man, that is <laughs> – I mean, this guy is probably like, okay, you know what? <laughs> enough is enough. I have gotten destroyed this season. You know, if I play another season, I, I literally might just be dead because you can't get any worse than – I mean, he'll have a broken leg. He'll yeah. have a, a fractured spine. I mean, God only knows what can happen to this guy. So, um fantastic career Agreed. but yeah this guy it's time for him he's got to he's got to hang it up he absolutely hang it up and then i saw that philip rivers retired too and my question to you is i think we can both agree that he's a hall of famer because i think he's he's had just a ridiculous career is he is he a first yeah. ballot hall of famer yep um i'm only gonna hedge yeah. because i don't know what class he's gonna be in like i mean i you know who's he up against? like right off yeah. the bat if if Bree, if breeze retires right it's drew breeze so are they gonna put two in i do think there's a you know and you you say this there's like a higher if drew breeze is first ballot i don't need i don't i don't need philip rivers to go in first oh ballot. hands down like hands he belongs down. in the hall of fame but if he doesn't make it first ballot i won't lose any sleep over it Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then the, the last thing that I wanted to mention about, about uh, NFL was I was so excited that the Steelers picked up Dwayne Haskins. I'm like, Oh my God, they signed Dwayne Haskins. I mean, that's, that's really exciting. And then I, and then I look and I see that they signed him to like a futures contract, whatever the hell that is. So he's not really even on the team. Yeah. He's like, man, he's like man. on the practice squad or something. I'm, I'm like, okay, like why, why is that big? Oh, Dwayne Haskins gets signed yeah. to the practice squad. It's like, who the hell cares? A, I mean, it's, it's a practice a bad draft. Pick you know, it's like falling quickly from a top five draft pick to a uh, practice squad free agent signing. Yeah. You know, and that 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 actually leads me to another question, and that is, what are the Steelers going to do with Roethlisberger? He's he's he not the same guy. He literally can't move. He can take two steps, and and he's owed what forty one million dollars this year. I what what do you do if you're the Steelers? I, um, I know he's Big Ben, and I know they're living in you know Pittsburgh I mean, and their legacy and their history, and he should retire because he he doesn't his, his body has went on him too. Um, and, you know, he's a big, strong guy who's taken so many yeah, beatings yeah. over the years. 
I, by the way, it just made me think, like, that's the perfect place for Darnold to get traded to if he gets traded. Like, Roethlisberger's the quarterback for one yeah, more that's year, true. and they bring Darnold in to see what he's like. I, I think that's a great spot for Darnold, by the way. I don't know if it'll happen, but just throw it out there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A couple other interesting things I just want to touch on really briefly. The uh, the first game of the of the Nets superstars when they played <laughs> yeah, together did. just happened. And I don't know if you saw how they did, but um, they scored Bad 96 moment. points and lost. <laughs> so, it, to the cat to the Cavaliers. If you've never, if you've never like, watched the Brooklyn Nets play with this new is, is that... <laughs> trio, which I have it by the way, just put like NBA Jams video game on. Yeah. And he's on fire. A three and no defense. Literally no defense. The 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 no. The three of those guys fair, they took actually. sixty-seven the shots. Shoot, the shooting, the scoring, all that's not gonna be an issue. I mean that's the you know they Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh I I was excited. What are the are the Blue Jays turning themselves into a contender this year signing to uh they signed they just signed Jerry Springer uh, so Jerry, six year one hundred and sixty million dollars. I think contract. you mean George. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, just uh, kidding. No. <laughs> Think about Dude, all the fans that he brings with him. I mean, that's a lot. Him. I, I thought he was like the perfect final piece to that offense. But good for the Blue Jays. They added a big bat and a veteran bat to a yeah. young core of you know uh, famous. If you look at the Blue Jays lineup, you'll see it. <laughs> right, famous children turned great famous children. Players, that's right. right. Biggio, Bagwell, uh, Biggio, Guerrero, what and it, uh, Bichette. Yeah. Amazing! They yeah. all isn't, made isn't that hysterical? It. And they all I think can, that's like, just so, so funny. The three of them are on one team. Literally live the same lives, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, and they're all Amazing. they're they're all good players too, which is crazy, you know. So it's I, I love that. I love. I think that's the funniest thing. I think that's that's really the funniest thing. Um, and then and then the other thing that I thought was really really interesting, and you probably have more uh, more to say about this, but the. The the man formerly known <laughs> as the Mets GM who was recently fired, I heard I heard that yeah, he and man, Chuck Schumer just, are good uh, friends. You know, yeah. I There's mean, just directions everywhere with those so, two guys. I don't it's get so it. Ridiculous! It's so ridiculous. You threw away your whole career, um, dude. Like don't don't people don't people realize like like you put anything no, out there. And, it's not private. And, it's and you know gonna I, it's I'm, gonna get out no matter I, what you what do. What I found like repulsive about it is it's like, dude, the woman never even responded to you. And you and you sent her like fifty or sixty know, messages. Right? It's like it's <laughs> like I gotta question you as a person. It's not like a moment of a bad judgment. Like you send a uh, a picture that shouldn't be out there in a moment yeah, where you're yeah. having like a consensual relationship. <laughs> Excuse me, and something goes awry, or you get into a yeah, fight, yeah. and something gets published. Like, okay, okay, yeah. like I don't agree with it, but I, I get it. Yeah, yeah. This is just repulsive, and it really is stalking, and it's really like bad on so many levels. And now you're five years later, you're paying the consequence for it. So maybe some would say, well, that seems harsh five years later, but I don't think so because, the, to be honest, he's probably done it more than once. So. And I don't think it automatically just stops. Like if you could do that and have a mindset to do that, I don't think you do it once. You probably did it many times. So, no, and I, yeah, no, he's and I got want, some. He's got some obsessive uh, GM disorder, having, decisions yeah. like that. Because you clearly, maybe you know baseball, and maybe you do make some good trades and stuff. He had just made the Lindor trade, so you know he was in very high regard with Met fans until that moment. Yeah, but yeah. like 
I, I can't, you can't be around. Like the yeah, owner had to, yeah, the new yeah. owner, he had to do what he did. They fired him inside of 10 hours that they moved so there, quickly. No, and yeah. I, the fun, a funny little yeah, sound, like the to. owner is on Twitter a lot. You had to. He's like a big Twitter, Twitter guy. And, and like, there was like some female yeah. that wrote to him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you were telling me that. take 10 hours to fire something. It's so blatant. And he wrote, well, eight of those hours I was sleeping. I thought that was funny. Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> the, the story broke at like a little after. I like that guy, man. Like, well, I like that guy. That's sleeping. So, you know. <laughs> I mean, give me a break. I mean, come on, come on. You know, I mean, give me a break. And you, you know, you also have to do your own internal investigation. You know, you call the guy, <laughs> you ask him what's going on. You can't just, oh, I heard this. And I mean, if that was the case, I mean, Trump would have been impeached every yeah. day for the last four years. You know, so, so I wanted to. Um, I've got five little tidbits that I just wanted to throw out there before we end the show. Um, one of the most what what do you think is 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 arguably one of the most uh, iconic the baseball Mantle, cards out there? Fifty two. I'm sorry, fifty two. Yeah. Uh, fifty two. The, the Hannes Wagner too. The Hannes yeah. Wagner. The highest grade. The highest graded. Yeah, the nineteen ten Hannes Wagner is the that is the card. But the nineteen fifty two Mickey Mantle. It was the uh, the best condition card. I think it was ranked, rated as yeah. like an eight and a half out of ten, which is which is pretty incredible for a seventy year old card. Uh, it it just set the record for highest sold baseball card. It sold for five point two million dollars. Man, it's it's I I just yeah. can't believe that you soldiers thirty years ago. I mean that was upsetting. But um, another yeah, that's something that I did along with my Tesla yeah. stock and not buying Bitcoin when it was ten cents. All right, um, another interesting thing that I that I saw. There's a baseball player I had even never heard of this guy. Right, his his name is Dan Briggs. I'm on a lot of these like autograph groups on Facebook and stuff, and uh, I thought this was interesting. Somebody got an autograph card back signed by a guy named dan briggs it was a 1979 tops card he got it he got it back on january 19th of mm-hmm. 2021 so it's just four days ago he got it back but the interesting the interesting thing about that is he sent it out on april 26th that... <laughs> of 1996 uh... so it, he got it back in just under 25 years now i don't know what's more interesting in that one the fact that he lived in the same place for 25 years or that he got it back in tw- 25 years later, you know, like I, I've, I've never lived in a home for 25 years. That's so I one don't know in, that's, that's like. one in like a billion. Um, that could happen. But I mean, that, that, that's, that's unbelievable. I thought that was, that was like one of the coolest stories, you know, I'm, I'm big into that. So that was pretty nice. Cool. I also, I watched the Tiger Woods documentary and uh, yeah, it's on HBO, HBO max. Right. And uh, it was, it was actually quite interesting. It's quite interesting hearing about, you know, a lot about his childhood and about how, you know, things that he went through kind of affected his life later on. I mean, you're talking about a guy that, yeah. I mean, from literally from birth, he was he was obsessed with golf. I mean, they showed him in his high chair. I mean, they at one point when he was he was in his high chair, he was like six months old or eight months old. And um and like his father would be hitting balls into a net in the garage, and the only way that they could actually, they could actually feed him was if he was in the garage watching his father do this. And then at eight months, he actually got up, and he he walked really early, and he actually got, had this mini golf club, Jeez. and he went up and he took a swing and hit the ball. And so that's kind of the way it started. So his whole entire life was that, and it was just it was really really interesting to see. So if you haven't seen it, you need to see it. Uh, another thing that I noticed, I've heard do it. you know who the Tiger King is? 
Okay. Yeah, there was a big documentary about him. He actually went to jail for try for hiring a hitman to to hire one of his one of his um, his uh, uh, enemies, so to speak. He got put in prison for 22 years, and he's been begging Trump for a pardon. And you know, Trump went on this pardon spree because that's what presidents do at the very end, and they pardon all kinds of people. His uh, his representatives were actually sitting outside the prison with a limo waiting to take him away <laughs> and he never got pardoned. So I thought that was pretty hysterical. Um, and then last but not least, before we wrap it up, I just wanted to say uh, 2020 has bled into 2021 and we are losing I know. celebrities and star athletes just at a blistering pace. I mean, Don Sutton died last week. Uh, the great Hank Aaron died mm -hmm. uh what a couple of days ago yesterday he died um which was which was really unfortunate and then mm -hmm. I, I woke up this morning yep. to, to hear that larry king died last night also and my my first question was you know i, I honestly i mean <laughs> he's looked like he was dead for the last 20 years um he's had all kinds of health problems over the year i mean it's incredible <laughs> and, and i'm sure that all seven of his ex-wives are going to be mourning the loss um but uh, yeah, just just rest in peace to those three guys, and you know you all had a big, a big, uh, it, you know you you gave a lot to to everybody out there, and 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 you all be sorely missed. So uh, let's let's hope that this this rapid pace of uh, of people dying stops. Let's uh, let's let's pray that that this COVID gets under control, and uh, and and that this nation starts to 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 heal itself. So let's keep our fingers crossed, but. Uh, I appreciate everybody's uh, time. Thanks for listening. And uh, tell everybody you know about us. This has been another great episode, especially by uh, Supreme Court Justice, a.k.a. Sunday Phil Calise. And uh, my man, have a, uh, have a great weekend. Enjoy the games. Care, and we'll look forward to talking to everybody next week.